Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, it's been almost two weeks since the Fern Hollow Bridge collapsed, and it could be two years before it's cleaned up, replaced, and back open to the public. Senior producer Megan Harris and I are checking in with a few small businesses around Regent Square to see how they're doing since it fell. It's Thursday, February 10th. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. Square is one of my most favorite neighborhoods in the city, mostly because the houses are really cute, they have great food, it's super walkable, and the park's right there, and you always get to see those two pigs who go on walks to the park. I still think you're making this up about the pigs, but I also love Regent Square. Um, You know, I lived nearby when I first got to Pittsburgh, but I haven't been back since the collapse. Yeah, I haven't been back in a while, mostly because of the cold weather, but um, also now the collapse has made it pretty difficult to get over to that part of town. Yeah, and we kind of figured we're not the only ones who were feeling that way. Uh, So we started at South Braddock just off the parkway and took a stroll. Yeah, one of the first people we met was Sherry Goldstein. She's a partner at Smash Waffles, which smells amazing. And they just opened up in September of 2021. Uh, They make waffles and she called them, quote, insane lattes, uh, sometimes savory sandwiches and also like an enormous amount of sweet toppings. They were just... It was so decadent. Unreal. But she says a lot of the waffle business kind of depends on foot traffic since most of their business comes from takeout and third party delivery services. We're a new business. And so things had steadily been climbing for us and getting the word out there that we're new in Pittsburgh and and that we have an amazing product. So uh, business was climbing until the bridge collapsed for sure. Sherry said the bridge is the connector. So a lot of people walk and they'll bike or they'll drive across it. Um, A lot of her employees and customers live just on the other side of the bridge. So the detours were really rough at first, like constant traffic jams, which I can absolutely see. Uh, Less so much lately, but that also means that there's not as many customers just popping in. Yeah, we asked if she was worried about that. A hundred percent worried about that, yes. Yeah, we've seen a big drop and... The weather's not helpful. This season is tough for restaurants in general. And the traffic flow has changed tremendously. You'd think a nice, cozy, hot waffle would be the perfect thing in this weather. Yeah. And I think we are seeing a little bit uptick in um, the third-party deliveries. But this is also a neighborhood that people walk to to enjoy the unique restaurants and... um, so we're, you know, we, you can come through the park and not go over the bridge, and which is great. Um, but the weather, I think, is also a factor. People just aren't. It's icy. People aren't out walking as much. And it's not just smashed waffles that she's worried about. Cherry is also the brain behind Square Cafe and My Goodness Market, uh, plus this new spot she's about to open in Oakland. She says the market specifically is really feeling the same drop in foot traffic. Sherry, the queen of breakfast in Pittsburgh. I love it. Down the street, you said Dominic Sincata is also kind of worried. 
Yeah, he's the general manager of Three Rivers Outdoor Company, which just got going in this new physical space in the last couple of years. They're an independent outdoor store, all locally owned and operated. um, And it's a really neat space. When you walk in, the downstairs is just covered in clothes and shoes and art and all kinds of equipment for outdoor sports. Uh, And upstairs, they keep a pretty healthy stock of consignment for folks hoping to make a little extra space in their gear closet. Um, He said short term, he's not that worried. As long as it remains a spectacle, I think we'll be okay. Um, people coming here to buy boots or whatever to go see it. I can see long term how, you know, once that gets boring or something stops happening down there, yeah, it'll definitely have an impact because we have a lot of people that come from Squirrel Hill and it's actually one of the major thoroughfares for our employees, even. So, um, yeah, in the short term, it's not really scary. Say in the long term, though, we definitely see some uh, negative impacts. Is the outdoor activity in Frick Park like a major part of why people come here or is it just one small piece? No, I'd say it's pro- it's 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 a good deal of what what um, people come here for, um, you know, buying stuff to use back in the park. Even the the Tuesday trail runs that we do back there, um, you know, we do yoga here at the store every every Saturday morning, um, which people then go hike in the park. So there's a lot of what we do here is linked to activity in the park. So if the activity in the park were to decrease, we would definitely see a, a negative impact on business. I saw some of the trails up, obviously, by the collapse mm-hmm. are closed. But further down here, is that the case? Are you still able to access where you do trail runs and things? Yeah, we can access most of it. I mean, it's definitely an inconvenience. Some of the major trails that we do use are the ones shut down. A Biddle Trail to get up to the top is a big one. Um, that being closed definitely has has an impact on what we can do. Um, it'll be really difficult, I think, when we get to the summer, we start doing our mountain biking rides um, because some of those trails are the, are the feature trails that we use for those. What does the park and access to it mean for you personally as an outdoor person? Uh, I mean, I grew up in Frick Park. It's my backyard. It's where I learned to mountain bike. It's where I learned to do everything. I mean, if that weren't there, I, I don't know that I would be here. By here, you mean in the store or? In the store in Pittsburgh, in the city, just in general. I think that that's, you know, that's one of the release. I think anybody that comes to this store will tell you that life is lived as a balance between, you know, being in the city and being able to access nature. And if Frick Park wasn't there, um, you know, there's not a really great close place to get to um, that's real easy. I mean, just for us to get to the bank in Squirrel Hill, I now have to go on the parkway. So it adds another, you know, 10 to 15 minutes to that commute alone, um, which is just it's it's troublesome. (laughs) Yeah. Can you imagine switching up how you do business because you can't easily get to another neighborhood now? Yeah, no, that's I mean, we, we, we saw some of that, you know, when D's hat was closed down for their fire, we saw a huge impact on business. So anything that I think in this neighborhood, when something closes or, or isn't able to do business, it impacts everybody in some way. Do you get a lot of foot traffic here or yeah. are you more of a destination? Uh, I think probably 50-50. Um, you know, a destination for people in the community who are foot traffic. <laughs> so, yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, will schedule their weekends around, you know, getting breakfast at my goodness, coming over here shopping for a while and then going to D's to get a beer and, and some pizza for later. So I think that that's a regular thing. That is a full Pittsburgh day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then you go to Frick Park and hike it all off. But there were other people who weren't worried at all. We went to D's Six Packs and Dogs, where we met Rena Augustinome. She's been the manager there for the past 15 years, including when D's was closed during the pandemic and again last year after an arson fire. Rena says business is fine, which if we know anything about bars. Right. Uh, yeah, she actually said they had one of their biggest crowds in months the night of the collapse. She was like, I don't want it to sound bad, but I think people just wanted to come in and talk about what they saw, which I totally get, right? When something weird happens or upsetting, like you need your community. And if that is a hot dog bar in Regent Square, like, you know, be proud. Shout out to the hot dog of the month at D's. It was the Buffalo Blue, which had blue cheese and bits of celery. Oh, uh, you would shout out the dang hot dog. <laughs> 
I love creativity. <laughs> At Concept Art Gallery, they say foot traffic has been a little low, but for them, it's kind of impossible to say how much is because of the snow and just general Pittsburgh winter and how much is, you know, credited directly to that bridge collapse. Yeah, the upstairs right now is full with work from Pittsburgh artist Alicia Wormsley, who a lot of people recognize by her billboard, There Are Black People in the Future. CityCast listeners will probably hear a little bit more about that in the coming days. Um, and a few blocks over into Wilkinsburg, uh, we checked out another newer business, uh, Madeline's Bakery and Bistro. They opened, I think, around 2018. Um, everything looked so good. Looked good, smelled good, actually tried it, and it was good. I got smells. They were free, uh, but I, that was also pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, cashier Michael Frund hooked us up. Uh, he says he lives a couple blocks away from the pastry shop. The day after the collapse, uh, people were coming in and like openly telling the staff that they were buying uh, pastry to go over to the bridge collapse site and check it out, have a snack. Um, for some, I guess it was a picnic and others called it a vigil. At first, he said he thought that it was weird, which I get, but his curiosity eventually got the best of him like the rest of us Pittsburghers and he walked over there to take a look at the fallen bridge like I went there finally sort of like as like a way to like sort of like mourn it with a couple friends who live in the area and uh like just seeing the devastation there like like there's a car that's I don't know if you've been there but there's a car that's like in a crevice pinched with like it's two halves up like the the like the severed part of it is in the crevice. There's no way that like anybody that was in that car is completely all right. And uh, it's like, I don't know. That's like really dark to think about. He says he sort of gets the memes. Like on the one hand, he loves how potent the bus image is. Uh, For him, it's almost a stand-in for like how beleaguered we all feel. Almost like the bus dangling off the crane is this morbid kind of mascot for how we've all felt since 2020. Hanging on by a string. But on the other hand, it's actually not funny at all. He said he had a good friend that would have been on that bus at the time if he hadn't called off a work that morning. I feel like the people of Pittsburgh are already so long-suffering about a lot of things, especially in this neighborhood, especially like in the Wilkinsburg part. Uh, I don't know. I would really like to see, if anything, just like like from all the attention being shown on this nationally, like for like just money and care to come in for people to really take a look at like all the corruption and neglect and actually do something about it and do something for the people. That's really what I hope. That's all I can hope for. And in the meantime, he says he's got pastries and silky smooth coffee to keep you warm. Uh, we are here as like a, as an oasis if you need it. Speaking of the collapse, we did go down there. Yeah, we met this very nice and pretty chill security guard who told us where we could stand safely to get the best pictures. He wanted to see a business card, and y'all know CityCast is brand new. We do not have cards yet, <laughs> so here I am pulling up our website on our phone and showing this guy an illustrated photo of someone who is definitely not Morgan. She had on glasses, <laughs> though, so it was close enough. Morgan, you've got to get your pictures online. I know, I know. Uh, I'm still sad that I didn't record this exchange, um, but Pennsylvania's pesky two-party consent law about recording sort of puts a damper on that kind of thing. Anyway, the view was... I mean, I would say this. I didn't, it didn't look like as big of a drop as I thought it was going to be in person, but it's still terrifying. Yeah, it's like, it's more than you think it's going to be. And then also somehow less, like, 
it's a lot to take in. Uh, I don't necessarily recommend it. I know it's an active work site, but if there is opportunity safely for you to get a peek at kind of what it is to take care of infrastructure on this level, it is important, you know, and it is, as you know, one of our previous guests put it, something you can see, you can wrap your head around how much work it takes to keep stuff like this in the condition it needs to be in. So we'll keep watching and we want to hear from you. Have you lost access to a part of the city that you loved? Is there a business on one side of the bridge that you think deserves a little love? Hit us up. Our email is pittsburgh at citycast.fm. Yeah, and that extends to neighboring communities as well. We know this is going to have far-reaching effects beyond Braddock and Forbes, Point Breeze, Homewood, East Hills in the city, Wilkinsburg, Edgewood, Swissvale, beyond it. Everything is just going to be a lot more complicated for a lot longer than I think anybody really wants. Yeah, I think Sherry of Smash Waffles said it best. Yeah, we, we need support. We love local down here, and so all of our business and our focus is is based in local support so you know come to region square come eat lots and lots of waffles and insane lattes and we'll you know i'll keep flowing forward before we let you go a little bit of news Yeah, we'll start with the not great news. January was our deadliest month for COVID deaths since the vaccine rollout early last year. Uh, But health officials say it looks like we're finally edging past the holiday Omicron wave. Our local case counts have fallen for the fourth week in a row. And very good tidings indeed for any listeners out there in favor of recreational marijuana. I have a few friends that said, my podhead friends, that uh, think that weed protects them from COVID. That is a beautiful effort of wishful thinking, but that is definitely not true. But tell them to Google it. I'm sure it's out there. Um, For the first time ever, a Pennsylvania Senate committee held a legislative hearing to talk about legalization. Um, New York and New Jersey just legalized, so it's a much hotter topic on the eastern side of the state. But if anything comes of this, uh, we'll be following it. I'm sure it'll move at a typically glacial pace. Hey, it's a start. Yeah, well, uh, we also have to convince law enforcement officers because right now they're not really in favor. Of course. If you've been following our reporting about the Wilkinsburg annexation, uh, the story is now over, I think. Pittsburgh City Council made its final vote against annexation this week. But there is a separate proposal moving along uh, for how to consider annexation for any neighboring borough or township in the future. Our city population is still going down, so I'll be shocked if this doesn't come up again, like, relatively soon. To be continued. (laughs) For sure. And patrons of our local libraries, there's some good news there. Uh, You can now access tickets to a bunch of museums, theaters, and shows all over town. Uh, It's part of a program called Rad Pass. You just need an active library card from either the Carnegie System or one of the other Allegheny County Association libraries to participate. I've got to pay off my fines before I... uh... (laughs) You should check. They've actually been forgiving most of those through the course of the pandemic. I have one book that I accidentally kept. um, Call it in. Check it out. They'll be happy to help you. I lost my library card twice in the last two months, and they're totally taking care of me. (laughs) Love our libraries. For sure. Morgan, did you see that Pens game on Tuesday night? Oh my God, did I? Uh, First of all, I hate it when we play the Bruins because I can never tell who is on the ice. I have to relearn every single period. Yeah, it's hard to tell when both teams have essentially the same jersey 
the same colors. Yeah, like I know that we're the home team at the game, but it doesn't matter because I see black and gold skating across the ice and I'm like, go, 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 wait, no, don't go, don't. <laughs> uh, but the uh, Bruins winger, Brad Marchand, got a match penalty, didn't even know that was a thing, with seconds to go after punching our goalie, Tristan Jari. He punched him in the face. That's not even right. I think it's so funny how they let you fight in hockey. Like they let it go for quite a long time. I guess it's because you don't really get any real grip on the ice so maybe the punches are softer I still wouldn't want to get punched I don't know I mean I can't imagine I mean they have the big glove on obviously but he punched him like right into the helmet Jari flattened to the ground and then he came by for a second swipe and hit him in the head with his stick that just seems like too much yeah he's got to get penalized for that for probably longer than the rest of that game now Marchand is facing a disciplinary hearing so who knows what's coming with that as he should you don't go against the pens. Heck yeah. Also, Sid is just one goal away from 500 goals. Isn't that so cool? That's amazing. He's just seriously the best player we've had since uh, Mario Lemieux. <laughs> uh, you can catch him in action again tonight in Ottawa at 7. Hopefully a nicer team than the Bruins. Oh, Canada. That's all this week here on CityCast Pittsburgh. Our team includes Matt Stroud, Megan Harris, and Francesca DeBecco. We hope you're loving the music. It's by Benji, and I'm your host, Morgan Moody. If you enjoyed the show, please rate us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter. It's fresh in your inbox every day at 6 a.m. We'll be back Monday with more news from around the city. See you then. I heard somebody call it Gallantine's Day. Like, you know how like Galentine's Day? We can't have anything. <laughs> like, we can't have anything. <laughs>